The We Are Dog Nation podcast reports, thoughts, and opinions of not that of UGA. This is not an official podcast of University of Georgia. At least not yet. This is the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And our dogs take the field in the classic city and curb stomp those Georgia Tech houseflies. 45 to 21. What a beautiful day in Athens, Georgia. I know it's raining. I know it's cold, a little wet, but it's a beautiful day because our dogs come away with the victory. And we for the second year in a row in the regular season, we finished the season 11 and 1. And we headed right towards the SEC Championship game this Saturday. Come on, this coming up on December 1st to defend our crown as the SEC. EC champs. But talk about this game here. 45 to 21. Ironically, at halftime, it was 38 to 7. And we beat them 38 to 7 last year. So we matched last year's score by halftime. That was just, just a phenomenal day. And I know Georgia Tech was kind of all excited and all hopeful, saying, hey, you know, the last time we was down in Athens, last two times, we beat them on their home field. Oh, you nerds. You silly, silly nerds. Okay, so let's talk about the last time in 2016 real briefly. That was Kirby Smart's first year. A lot of growing pain, a lot of learning and adjusting. But you see the outcome. I mean, last year we dominated, this year we dominated again. And for years to come, we're going to dominate Georgia Tech. It's not even a real rivalry no more. Maybe a rivalry for them. But for us, it's Little Brother Week, beat them up, get them out of the way, take care of them. I mean, our our scout team, according to Andre Walker, did a better job than they did. And it showed because we was not taking it out there. I mean, outside a couple of fluke plays and putting our third and fourth string players in and those guys scoring, I mean, it, it could have been zero points on the board. It literally could have been. Uh, one thing I kind of laughed at, that 100-yard kickoff return for Georgia Tech. I can just only imagine Rodrigo Blankenship and kicking off touchbacks all year long. And so finally got somebody coming out of the end zone. I really believe the cutoff team off guard, like, oh crap, they're actually running. And by the time they reacted, it was kind of too late. He ended up scoring. And, you know, what up? Well, I went 14 7. And I think Georgia Tech was kind of hopeful. Like, yeah, it's 14 7. Cut it in half. It's, gonna be, it's a ball game now. Eh, eh, wrong, wrong. No, it's not. Can't wrap it down the field. Touchdown. It should have been 42 0 at the halftime. But Isaac Nader, bless his heart, did not get out of bounds in time to get another get another playoff. Had to kick the ball. Uh can't kick a field goal. But that's here or there. Like I said, we could have put up 80 or 75 points on. It was a real dominant day. And another funny part was to go back on YouTube and listen to these idiots in the press conference. It was asked, hey, do you know, do you think this team was better than last year? And you got a lot of trouble with it. And what was different? And what did you didn't do? And they started making excuses. We didn't execute like we supposed to. And now that team last year a little better. And, you know, it really on us. And we didn't do things we were supposed to. Making our own reads and stuff like that. Dude, just say it. We suck. We're not good as them. We don't recruit like them. We don't have their players. We run a Mickey Mouse offense. That's what we run. 
We run an offense that belongs in high school somewhere. That's what it is. You brought a high school offense to a college, a college football team that's not fooled by that no more. Broke it down. I mean, Curry Smart has spent the past, since, since that 2016 loss, at some point, at some time during week of practice, they're going to work on that triple option crap. Kirby's not gonna he's not gonna feel that pain of losing Georgia Tech again. Just like uh Kentucky for the very first time beat Florida for like for like for the first time in 32 years. The next time Georgia Tech beats Georgia, it's gonna be something like eh, 30, 25 years from now. Maybe after Kirby retired. It's just not gonna happen. And so the, the beauty part about that is I could say it on tape right now, and I can play it back years from now. I say, "How I was right because they just their little brother. They, they can't compete, but to hear them sit there and make excuses and or what we could have did and what we didn't do and this, that, and the other. Like you guys, you just we're better. Georgia has 67, 67 former four and five star players currently on the roster. You know how many, how, how many Georgia Tech got? Three. Three former four-star players on the roster. And those are not even committable offers. And a committable offer is basically, you get a, if you get a committable offer, that means they will accept your, uh, they will allow you to commit anytime. If you get a non-committable offer, that's like, okay, well, you, you want to commit to Georgia, that's fine, but just let you know there's a chance you might not come here because we might get somebody better. So in other words, on the 85 scholarship players that Georgia Tech has on their roster, none of them, and I mean none of them, according to Kirby Smart standard at Georgia, under this new culture, under this new standard, under this new way of doing things, they're not even qualified to get a scholarship to play ball at UGA. Now, that's hilarious. So, but, like I said, good week, good win, but I got to be honest with you. About an hour later, I left that stadium. January 8th came back to my mind. We're going back to Safety Man Stadium. We're going to play for the SEC Championship. And we're going to play Alabama this time. This is what we're waiting on. This is what I'm waiting on. And I, it's, it's funny because it seems like all the critics or, you know, TV people, whatever, and analysts are pretty much done gave Alabama the national championship already. Why they been playing for it. But Georgia got a lot to say about it come Saturday on December 1st. Now, I'll get a little more detail about that because I just got a feeling because even though, you know, on paper, you know, being a so experienced and how good Tua is, although we are a double-digit underdog and people are just expecting us to lose, maybe, 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 my, maybe even my head say, We'll lose by 10 to 20. But my heart, my heart said we're going to win. And I'm following my heart. 
All right, coming up next, gonna get a little bit into why this is exactly why we're gonna win it all this Saturday. Well, we're gonna win SC, we're gonna win the SEC championship this Saturday, and we're gonna place ourselves in position to go to the playoffs for the second year in a row. Don't go anywhere. Here it is. Finally, it's here. SEC Championship Week is here. We are just a few days away to take on the Crimson Tide of Alabama and get our revenge and knock them down a peg or two. Now, I'm looking at on paper, Georgia has 47. That's true freshmen and redshirt freshmen. 47 freshmen combined. 27 sophomores, 21 juniors, 18 seniors. We have more freshmen on our team than we have juniors and seniors combined. And so that says really young. We got a lot of growing to do. And that could say, hey, you know what? Really kind of young. And look here. Not quite ready. But you know what? I believe everybody, or mostly everybody, at some point in time in your life, you have had what I called what I call a not today moment. It's one of those days where ordinarily whatever you're facing, it'll take you out, it'll take you down. It'll defeat you, but you just had one of those I like to call not today moment. And I really believe because of the pain that we have experienced from last year, those guys who was in that locker room after that game, the chip on their shoulder, people automatically assume they're going to lose. I just believe that our dogs are coming out Saturday with a not-today moment. Let me give you a personal not-today moment for myself. I had to be about nine years old. I'm the youngest child. My brother eight years old. My brother is eight years older than me. My sister two years older than me. And they were just fighting one day. My, my mom wasn't home. They were fighting one day. And I thought he was going too far. And I stood at, at nine years old I stood there in the doorway with a broom against my brother who was 17. And I looked dead in his eyes and I said, don't hit my sister anymore. And he looked at me and he paused and he stopped. I backed him down. Any other day, any other time, I'll probably get my butt kicked. But I was having a not-today moment. But I look at the story of David and Goliath. David was, about, David was about 15 years old. Goliath was 9 foot 6. The spear that David carried, they said it was probably about 26 feet long. And Goliath is champion. He's dominating. And David said... Who was his uncircumcised Philistine? And he went out there against this giant with a slingshot and a stone. 
and took them off and took them down. I believe David had a not today moment. So let's get let's get some more not today moments. Let's look at the 0405 Lakers. They had Shaquille O'Neal, Carmelo, Gary Payton, and of course Kobe Bryant. You have four Hall of Famers on one team at one time. Clearly, let's just stop the presses. Let's just go ahead and give the LA Lakers that, that championship victory because no one's going to stop them. You got a, you literally have a dream team out there on the floor playing. And the Detroit Pistons had a not-today moment. And not only they beat them, they beat them four games to one. Look a little further. The 07 Patriots. They was 18 and 0. They beat everybody. Everybody all back assume, okay, look, Tom Brady throw 50 touchdowns. Randy Moss caught, caught 23 touchdowns. He broke uh Jerry Rice record for most receiving touchdowns in the season. All that good stuff. Everybody pretty much assume the Patriots can't be stopped. They're going to win the Super Bowl. But the New York Giants had a not-today moment. The Golden State Warriors. I know they're good. I know they're a dynasty. But they did go 73-9 one year. They broke the 72-10 the record by the Chicago Bulls. So clearly, the Golden State Warriors that year, they're gonna, they were going to win the, the NBA championship. But the Cleveland Cavaliers had a not-today moment. Michigan versus Appalachian State 2007. I can only imagine how many people was like, you know what? You know, on, on Michigan football team, tell their mom, tell their friends back home, tell their girlfriends, the third string and the fourth string players, like, hey, you know, we're playing Appalachian State. So we should be out by 50 by halftime. Look for me. I'm going to be on the field. Okay, take pictures. Come on out. I know I'll get into the game because we're going to blow these guys out. I'm getting to garbage time. And Appalachian State said, not today. And they beat them. And they shocked the world. There are many though. There are many people who believe we can beat them. There are many that believe we can't beat them. There are many want us want us to beat them. And despite you know what Tua's doing with those wide receivers and all how strong they look, despite all of that, despite the fact that Alabama went, Alabama went, went into uh, Baton Rouge and beat them 29-0, and we, we went to Baton Rouge and lost, despite all of that, despite all of that. I just got a feeling. My dogs, our dogs, are walking into the Mercedes-Benz Stadium with a not today moment. This is not this is not me being biased, but in my heart, I just don't see us losing come Saturday. I see us winning. I see us going to the playoffs. I see victory. I feel it. And come Saturday afternoon, we're going to see if I'm right or not. Regardless, I'll be back Sunday night with another another podcast to talk about that game. But I just believe it's a not-today moment. So here, I'm going to challenge all you out there who are listening. 
have yourself a not today moment for something that's challenging you and say, you know what? Not today. I'm going to take this down today. I'm not going to deal with this today. I got victory in this today. All right? So I want to thank you guys for listening always. I notice I'm no longer getting just 40 hits. I'm now officially getting 50 plus hits a week. So I thank you for coming back and listening to this podcast. It means a lot to me. That means I'm, I'm growing. I'm doing something right. So I really appreciate you. If you have not already, subscribe to this podcast, share it, tell people about it. Um, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at We Are Donation. Instagram, We Are Donation. All right. If you if, if you follow me on Twitter, please inbox me, write me, what uh, text me or whatever. Let me know what you think about this podcast. I look forward to your feedback. But anyway, have a great bulldog week. It is time to go and beat Bama and defend our crown as the SEC champions and show the world the dogs are for real and we ain't going nowhere, baby. We're going to be fighting and playing and competing for the national championship every single year. That's new standard. Could this be the year? I will tell you this right now. If we win it all this year, and I do believe we can, I do believe the winner of this, this Saturday's game will be the national champions. Eventually. If we win it all this year, I'm saying it right now, 18, 19, and 20 is a 3 P. UGA. I'm out. Have a great week. Talk to you guys later.